this week on Androids and Aliens. Whatever happened here used to connect to something else. Okay. And yeah. now it's gone. Out of the darkness, dim light returns. You were lost. I was concerned we may not get you back. Are you feeling better? Not at all. <laughs> but the crew is out of options and out of time. Teen soldier, I know it isn't an issue for you, but some of us breathe oxygen and we have a limited supply, so why don't we get moving? And grim tidings are brought to bear. Meishan is just lost in thought. She's got this, like, thousand-yard stare. She reels in confusion. What have you done to me? What other unyielding evils lie in wait? I'm trying to decide, are you guys just shitty players, or is Starfinder hard? Ella, your thoughts? No, I think you guys, the rest of you, should be doing better. (laughs) (laughs) The adventure continues. However, I should mention that I will be using the massive damage rules. I've had it up to here with you, (laughs) (laughs) Rewalds! Now... not a man that likes to live with regret. I think regret is one of those things that it's a waste of time. What's done is done, Grant. I agree. I agree. You of all people. You're not a man at all. (laughs) I'm listening to what I was saying. (laughs) No, I I stopped it where I agreed with what you were saying, and then I cut out everything else. He's just being agreeable. (laughs) I think Troy regrets this conversation already. I I, I, I do. I I take back all I said about not regretting. But I regret two... Two things about last week's episode. What's that? I truly regret two things. And I don't want to do that. I want to just move on, but I can't. One, for not killing one of you. But let's be honest, I regret that every single week. Every single week I try, but you guys are pretty good. It's good to want things. I'm, you know, I, let me dream too, Matthew. Yeah, That's exactly. what I say. And I do regret, in the moment, you guys were being a little difficult as the uh, as the combat was getting difficult, people were getting a little on edge, yeah. and I caved to you children <laughs> by nerfing the encounter. Oh, really? By using a rule from our other podcast that just somehow got bastardized in the moment because I didn't want to make you guys any more angry than you already were. When that incorporeal creature did not take a crit, why the hell did I let you do exploding dice? Oh, because you want to have fun with a natural 20. It's not yeah. nerfing the encounter. It's not nerfing the encounter. It is never going to happen again. That's, that's called throwing a bone to a bunch of rambunctious, spoiled brats. Yeah. Yes, and I, I regret having Did done you do it. The math? You're not going to learn anything by that. <laughs> it's called... Did you do the math for how much that affected the combat? No, I didn't. But the whole Do you want to know is... how much it affected the combat? Do you know how much I do. How much was it? Two hit points. <laughs> Two hit points? <laughs> Two total damage. Totally nerfed. That's I... really nerfed encounter. I still regret it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called two things. It's called working the refs, which works. And you it's do part it. of the game. It's part yeah. of the game. It's part of the game. And uh, having fun, which is one of the things we're supposed to be doing. I just think an incorporeal creature is... They don't, In theory. You can't 
crit them, why would I be like, well, you rolled a 20. You know what? Exploding dice. It's never going to happen again. You, you know what you're supposed to do, though, Troy? You're supposed to think before you act. I, you That's know, you're right. one of the biggest things. You're right. And yeah. I regret. You didn't take the time. Not doing that. I have a lot of regrets. You got to put in the time. And I have a lot of regrets. I'm flashing back to when you introduced the exploding dice, because that was a great day. And I think what you said was, not, had nothing to do with like the reality of the world. You just right. wanted the 20s to mean something. I, it's true. It's true. But with incorporeal <laughs> creatures, I want, I want to have fun. <laughs> That's really what happened. How do you overall feel, Troy, as someone who looks at the math behind the scenes with your beautiful mind at all times? Right. Now I'm flattering you. This is another technique to get you to address That's why things. I'm allowing you to speak. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel overall about the changes to critical hits and confirmations? We talked about it a bit on the show, but are you liking it overall? Do you make, think it feels less dramatic, more dramatic? I, I like it. I mean, it definitely lessens the effect of 20s when you have a creature like that that doesn't, you know, uh, that is uh, not susceptible to crits. And there's going to be other creatures that are like that as well. Yeah, I would recommend exploding dice. But my job... <laughs> See, here's the thing. Here's the to thing, make though. it fun. Here's the thing. You don't get exploding dice on a creature that's susceptible to crits. Right. This is an alternate. It's like you get this little bonus. The problem is you're not going to learn that way as players. You have to learn to how run. to take on incorporeal <laughs> creatures. Let's be honest. I have been uh, changing some of the encounters, adding more hit points, giving, letting powers do a little bit more here and there to accommodate for a five-person party. I did not do that with this creature because it might have been a three-hour episode if I did. And you guys still barely scraped by. Now, granted, the exploding dice only gave you an extra two hit points of damage. But uh, I'm trying to decide, are you guys just shitty players or is Starfinder hard? Ellie, your thoughts? <laughs> no. <laughs> By the way, Troy, you have a nice haircut. Oh, thank you. <laughs> She's learned that compliments will get her everywhere. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but do you think you guys are just shitty players or is Starfinder hard? Be honest. I think, I think we are very bad players. To be honest, I and agree. I, but I based <laughs> I based that on uh, I based that on us forgetting the ten minute rest, uh, and I based that on that was dumb. And I based that on me not really knowing any of the rules yet. That's why I have them right here in front of me oh. right now. Oh, um, shiny core rule book. Yes. So, uh, but I think no. Nah, I think you guys, the rest of you, should be doing better. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. She's, She's not channeling wrong. Mac right now. She's <laughs> channeling Mac as if she has a gun to her head. <laughs> um, I think there has to be a little bit of leeway, though, for the fact that our mystic is a zombie became a zombie. Right. That that completely and you're, yeah. and you're very close there, my friend. Where yeah. where do you want the leeway to come from? From me? No, no, yeah, I mean in the understanding that like in that encounter, it's not that we were tactically not ready for incorporeal sure. creatures. It was that yeah. we were a diseased party that specifically lost our ability to do that burst damage to incorporeal creatures. I would say there's probably your mystic some people that, that are playing dead suns. Oh, like a mind thrust doesn't do Full damage, it's a mind affecting effect. Oh, yeah. it was immune, immune to mind. To mind That's right. So yeah, right. she wasn't going to do a whole lot for you, anyways. But I'm right. sure there are some dead sons parties that get here with two or three people in the state that Kreska's in. Those void, uh, yeah, void death is is pretty brutal. Um, the fact that only one of you is really in bad shape is amazing. Well, I've actually heard a lot of feedback from people that say like this. I actually got a complaint uh, on email. A lot of people have said like this. This encounters like so far like his kill i've got i've had total party kills like all this stuff it's like the fact that you guys haven't had a death it's like you're nerfing like everything it's like yeah people think i'm uh, i'm softening up yeah so is and that an argument that starfinder is hard 
Or is it just that Dead Sons Book One is hard? I, I, mean, I mean, right now, all we have to go on is the sample size of Starfinder. I think that, that Starfinder is very diff- difficult. And I think that's what space combat should feel like. Yes. Um, the sp- we've talked about how space disease feels very real. Uh, in this instance, the fact that Kreska is completely debilitated in Pathfinder, when someone's sick, you find a way to work through it. Like she can't do anything without risking, you know, being knocked out of a combat if, with a failed fortitude save. It's not fun. No, no. But I think you're doing great with it. I, Thanks, Troy. Oh, I think the added attitude as well is that it's in space, and I I find those rules to be really really hard to also remember. And the zero G stuff. Yeah, the zero gravity. Oh, stuff. zero G. And by the way, the, the not fun thing. I mean, it's not fun for Kreska. I'm actually having fun. Hey, we're having. Fun. We're having. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Kreska, however, is is not. So this is something that like has been I've been thinking about. So there is. There is artificial gravity in the world of Starfinder. Yes. So I don't understand why that isn't the means of propulsion for all of these vehicles. If you can manipulate gravity. Anyway, I don't want to get into this. (laughs) Stop stop bringing it up, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But there is artificial gravity. So I think, like, I'm watching The Expanse. I'm like, do they have artificial gravity? It's like, no, they have, like, magnetic boots and stuff. I think, man, I haven't delved deep into the armory book yet, but I feel like as you guys progress, you're going to be able to buy items that are going to let you maneuver in zero-G a lot easier. I I could be wrong, but it just makes sense. Well, the current boots that we have now do. You know, as long as you're on a surface, sure, they give sure. you a bonus. But I think there's probably items uh, you can wear that just let you ignore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Magnetic well, and stuff like yeah. that. And, well, if we had jetpacks and stuff, stuff like that, that would do that, right? Right, like uh, Clara247. She had a jetpack. So right, right. Just, <laughs> well, I would imagine there would be some power armor that has jetpacks in it and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That, that would be really Armor cool. upgrades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like a damn fool for taking Greece, especially how uh, poorly it affected that one combat. But I could have level one fly right now. And right. fly is one of those spells that levels up from one to six, and I could be maneuvering that way with magically. I oh, should have done great. it. Do, do technomancers have to choose their spells? Yeah, when you upgrade. And every time you level up, you also are able to forget a spell okay. and replace it with well, not, a spell of the same You don't level. prepare spells, but you, you have to you choose, choose what you when you level up. Right, right. Yeah. Um, anywho, before we move on, uh, we did this on uh, Giant Slayer. I think it was last week. Uh, and I want to I bring it to this table as well. Uh, bottle caps. There's so many caps going around between all of our games. I want to track how many caps you guys actually have. So you don't continue to game this system any further. Uh, Joe, how many caps do you currently have Zero. for Androids and Aliens? Zero. Okay. Skid? I have, I have one, which I pointed out in our Giant Slayer episode. That's true. Okay. One. You're being honest. Grant? Zero. I gave it to Kreska the Unnamed. You still have too many, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, Matthew? Oh. So that bottle cap is not a Giant Slayer bottle cap. It's a Dead Sons bottle cap because it's from Grant. And you didn't use it? Nope. Okay, it's sitting so right one. in my bag. He has right to use it. Here. He but has to use it for his fortitude save yeah. based off role play. <laughs> he can't use it to attack me. Right. <laughs> and Eleanor, Precisely. do you have any caps? No, you never give me anything. <sighs> you better work harder. <laughs> <laughs> it's called hazing. <laughs> <laughs> if it's good enough for the U.S. military, it's good enough for this show. <laughs> Um, all right. We've, we've talked enough. I think we've, we've set the table here. You should continue to feel very nervous and a little bit of shame. Mm. 
<laughs> I haven't done my job if you like don't feel you, a little bit of shame. I like how you think that's not a normal state for me. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Anxiety how do you like these, and shame. How do you like these brand new ponds with your actual artwork? It's yes. amazing. Paris, just a man, time. a man named Paris Crenshaw, I, I believe it's Paris Crenshaw, sent these to us. Uh, they are they look like official Paizo ponds, but they have our Robert Atkins art, Dead Son's art of our characters on them. They look amazing. It's fantastic. Great. Thank you so much. It's yeah. actually very sad for me because Kreska looks extremely healthy in her palm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you bend the cardboard a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> just, just wilt, spray it with a little water. Yeah. Yeah. Soak it before the episode. <laughs> well, we could do what we used to do in our other games and just put her in hers upside, upside down. down. Sure. <laughs> All right. So you guys had this brutal combat with this woman, this sort of uh, incorporeal, undeadish woman who came out. She ripped poor Kumquat in half with this with this drift rip ability that she was using. Just blah, tore it apart. She did it to some of you as well, maybe Mei Shun. Mm-hmm. Uh, brutal. But now she's she's dead. What do you want to do? I can't remember. Was she wearing an Acreon suit? She was not. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm still nauseated, but uh, eventually, after my minute is up, I probably want to heal Mac, right? Yeah, I'm unconscious. Yeah, so Dax will run over to Mac and kneel down, try to see if there's anything he can do. I mean, there's nothing he can do. Uh, but he's going to... He's going to, Actually, he does have medicine, so I could probably do a, a check. Also, I, I am a doctor. Yeah. yeah. So well, I'm just saying what he <laughs> Maybe does. I could do it or... Do we have a know. doctor here? I am a medical doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a robot and everything, but Dax is like, I'll, I'll handle it. He pulls out a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> Just carve the disease from her. <laughs> Prepare for triage. <laughs> I have four advanced degrees, please. Get out of my way. Well, I think we also established in another episode that I think Dr. Friss is the only one that has an actual med kit that can allow yeah. him to do these checks. Yeah. We couldn't even aid you on the earlier checks to add the plus I four. Oh, you do? Okay, so we have two people. Yeah. I, I'm, I ha- I'm trained in medicine. I don't believe I have a med kit, but I'm very, very ill. Yes. Um, so, you're, so you're unconscious, yes, Mac. Yes, I'm at zero, zero. Okay, so I am going to try to treat deadly wounds. Um, Dr. Fries, that goes over, and it's just like, out of my way, you clink, clank. And <laughs> if anyone else actually wants to help with the med kit, like, that would be great. Um, I would, but I'm currently can, very Can I nauseated. have your med kit, and I can roll on it? Sure. Yeah, okay, great. I mean, you're going to have to come pry it out of my, off my nauseated figure. But uh, I'd love to do that. Great. That sounds like a great time, Matthew. Great. Okay, so Meishan walks over and, and reaches kind of into your second. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, you know what? No, I don't have a med kit. That's what I thought. You're right. I have an engineering kit. Yep. Can two people use one med kit? I don't think so. I think that's why you need to buy multiple kits. Okay. I have an engineering kit and a Just hacking kit. Just go to the kit. Drift Rock <laughs> store. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe there's one in the next room. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot anyway. Uh, I'm going to try to treat deadly wounds. It's a DC 25. Wow. Come on, Doc. Oh, yes. Okay, so that is a a 29. Wait. No, no, no. 39. <laughs> what? Wait. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Hold That's on. Not, Sorry. <laughs> also not possible. Sounds good too. <laughs> no, it is 29. Sorry. Um, so I don't... I didn't beat the DC by 5, which I would be able to add my intelligence modifier to uh, her healing, but um, she does get two hit points back. Okay. Great. She'll be fine. Yeah. I'm, do I wake up? Yes. Yes, you wake up. And <laughs> you're just floating there on your back Ugh. in space. 
Um, and then after a minute, Kreska um, is going to come over and try to use her healing touch special ability. So I'm going to roll a fortitude save. Ah, yes. Ooh, get it. There you go. Okay. Okay, so uh, over the course of 10 minutes, uh, I heal you 10 po- hit points. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's great. Once per day. Can we take 10 then? Like, I'm assuming we can stay there. You're not going to throw any more monsters at us? I, I, we well. don't have the uh, knowledge of what I will do. <sighs> but the 10 minutes pass and nothing comes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we de- yeah, we definitely have to take it. I definitely have to take a 10-minute yeah, we gotta. We and you gotta. get all of your stamina back? No, yeah. I, I'm at 12 now. I think, did you say 16? Uh, you said no, no, stamina. stamina. If, you, if you rest and spend a resolve point, you get all your yes. stamina. So you get 10 oh. hit points back, but then if we're, we're resting anyway, so you should get your stamina back okay, as well. Okay, perfect. So uh, how's it work? You use the resolve point and you just get your stamina back? Yeah. So your hit points stay the same. Right. Yeah. And I just made a bit of a, a dicey move. We're talking about the importance of resolve points. I spent a resolve point just to get back three stamina points, but those, I only have eight. So three stamina points is substantial, but it feels like kind of a hefty pay, toll to pay. How many resolve points do each of you have left, and what is your total? Grant. I, I have three of five, so I would be able to uh, stabilize myself if I were to go to zero hit points. Joey? I have three of four. Skittles? I also have three of four. Matthew? I have four of four. Three of five. Okay. Seven of nine. <laughs> I know, that's what I so all of you could, if... For some reason, you went down again. And some, you will. some reason. Some crazy reason. Uh, you could all currently stabilize. However, I should mention that I will be using the massive damage rules as outlined in the Starfinder core rulebook. If you take damage from a single attack that reduces you to zero hit points and there is damage remaining, you die instantly if the remaining damage is equal to or greater than your maximum HP. Uh. So if you have two hit points left and you take 30 points of damage, you would go to zero, and then there's still 28 hit points of damage left. If your maximum hit points is 22, you're dead. And where does that come from? That is from the core rule book. It's an alternate uh, option? Nope, that is a, oh, it's rule. a rule in the book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, um, I, I think had it up to here with you, Rewald! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dax is also going to take a Mark One Serum of Healing. I mean... He has one more after that. You'll be fine. God. Brutal. Brutal. Oh, my God. Same thing. Three. (laughs) Another three. Awesome. Gentlemen's three. While this is all going on, you're all healing up, bringing Mac back to consciousness, and just overall trying to suss out what the hell's going on on this strange chunk of asteroid? Meishun is just lost in thought. She's got this, like, thousand-yard stare. I don't know if any of you notice it, but even if you do, you probably think that she's just trying to process everything that just happened. And as she's thinking, imagine if we just close in on her eyes. We go all the way up to her beautiful pupils until it's complete blackness and then eyes open again and we see a maybe slightly younger Meishun who is opening her eyes for the 181st time and immediately becomes startled by the unknown person inches away from her she cries out her first words in 181 days 
and the person in front of her screams back at precisely the same time. But there's only one voice. She reels in confusion. A voice from behind her says, Do you like your new body? That same female doctor in a pristine white coat walks across the floor in front of Mei Shun, her heels clicking along the floor of a science lab. We knew you always wanted to follow in your parents' footsteps. To become an exo just like him. A miner's life. A hard life. But the one you wanted. But we couldn't let your potential go to waste like that. We want more for you. Horror dawns across Meishan's face, palpably duplicated in the mirror in front of her eyes. She tries reaching out with her mind, but feels pain instantly as she does. Her antenna just writhe. Oh, sorry, I should have mentioned, just to avoid any further mishaps, we've installed psychic dampeners. You'll have to use your physical voice, my dear. Tears gather in Meishun's eyes. What have you done to me? The doctor smiles. An evil, dark smile. Why, my dear, we've simply celebrated your birthday. We've given you the gift of your clade. You're a Demaya now. Now and forever. A perfect beginning to your new life. Meishun weeps weakly as the doctor walks outside of the lab. Just as the doctor closes the door outside of the lab, she quickly stiffens as a hulking figure with its back to us speaks to the doctor. Is she ready yet? No, there are uh, still more tests to do, but but we, we, we think she should be ready for her first mission soon. See that she is, or we throw this one out and try again. When they shut us back in this horrible, confusing chunk of asteroid. Maybe you hear one of them, one of the other people in the group calling out to you. Meishan. I, uh, I never had a choice. I'm sorry, what? Meishan looks around the, the, the drift rock and sees her compatriots with her. Sees, thankfully, Captain Mac awake again and sees Dax look her in the eyes and thinks back to the times Dax has seen things and told her about things that he can't comprehend or put together. And she gathers herself and says, Oh, Dax, it's, um, just a bad memory. You see, it's, um, it's my birthday today, and it always brings out the worst kind of memories. Your birthday? 
Why the worst kind of memories? It is normally a joyous occasion, no? It was when I was able to uh, celebrate it with my father. But I um, have been unable to do so for quite some time. In fact, I um, haven't seen my father in years. Is he alive? I think so. But I am reticent and unable to communicate back to Castrovel. Because, as you may know, I'm on the run. I do not know, but I had suspected. In a recent... In a recent re-examination of the events that occurred after docking with Absalom Station, I noticed something I had not noticed before. An exchange between you and Dr. Friss. It happened in the heat of combat, and I had not recognized it before. But in re... But in analyzing the recording. It seemed that not only were you on the run, but he was too. Did you know each other before? Fate brought us together in a way. He granted me my first taste, a soupçon of freedom that I've had in all these years. I was incapacitated on his home planet on a mission, and I awoke in his office, and apart from seeing to my wounds... He removed the psychic dampeners that inhibited my ability to use my gifts. It is the greatest gift that anyone has given me. Well, the greatest gift since I received gifts from my father, anyway. You seem to have a positive memory of this experience, yet Dr. Friss seemed very upset to have seen you again. Well, you see, we parted ways immediately after the procedure... Not We were not supposed to see each other again And fate brought us back together I believe that Dr. Friss is also on the run Though I am not privy to precisely why This troubling memory What is it? Dax is honestly like curious Because he has a very similar situation going on He's wondering if there's any connection Dax You are Largely synthetic in your makeup, correct? That is correct. But you present to the world as a human being, do you not? That is correct as well, yes. I present as a Demaya. When I look at myself in the mirror, though, I do not feel like a Demaya. I do not see the beauty everyone else sees when they look at me and comment on my appearance. I see myself on the outside not as I am on the inside. I wanted to be a Karasha, and this should have been a choice that was given to me, that is given to all Lashuntas in reasonable society. But this choice was taken away from me by a cruel and wicked woman. Now, as I move forward, my only hope is not only to get revenge on this woman by taking her life from her, but it is also to hopefully find a great mystic that could cast some sort of spell, perhaps. Because as it is now, my genetics are irreversibly tied to this clade. What's a clade? Clade is Demasha or, or uh, Demaya or Karasha, the two different um, kind of subspecies of the Lashunta. It's like a gender. Yeah. It's like a gender, and you're the one that's like taller and sleeker mm-hmm. and 
Yeah. And then the other ones are stockier and more like fi- they're like fighters, right? Yeah. Um, they they're like built to fight, and the other ones or, are, or work or do that or type work of work or yeah. laborers that yeah. kind of thing. They also make plugins that if you plug into the wall, it makes the room smell nice. Glades. <laughs> oh, Glades. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Sworn that was Clade. <laughs> um, wow, uh, that's that's a lot for Dax. He doesn't really know what to... Yeah, unpack that one, Dax. Yeah, he sort of just like <laughs> turns his head slightly to the side like a confused dog. Um, but yeah, he just... He takes it in for a second and he's like... But the memory. What was the memory? I remember my birthday that I celebrated inside of the science lab. And as I opened my eyes, I saw the face you currently see in front of you, but the day prior, I was still but a child. Entering adolescence, yes. But I had yet to choose my form. And without making this conscious decision, as I opened my eyes, that choice had been made for me by the science lab. By... Dr. Nakata. Do you... Do you know many, Lushunta? Well, of course. Before I was abducted, at least I think I was abducted, I went to school. I spent time with my family. I played. I was very good at school. Although... At times, before I was in control of my psychic powers, I could lash out and and be violent and taken away. I was a bit of a troubled child, but I was a happy child nonetheless. It was the normal development that a uh, Lashunta with such amplified powers as my own goes through. Since this choice was taken from you, though, have you known others to have experienced a similar fate? I have not... My moments on the shuttle to Absalom Station, where I met you, and Dr. Friss, and Kreska, and Captain McDonovan, those are my first moments of freedom. So I've not had time to fraternize with anyone besides Miss Jess, who uh, represented uh, astral extractions, uh, though she seems very happy with her lot in life. This is also my first opportunity. This is also my first experience with freedom. It was getting on that shuttle and going to Absalom Station. And mine as well. Ooh. <laughs> Swing over to Kreska. <laughs> <laughs> she speaks. Are you feeling better? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Much worse, actually. Thanks for asking. Though you do seem to be with us. Who? You were lost for a bit there. I was concerned we may not get you back. I feel very separate from myself right now. I understand what you're saying. I feel very separate from myself right now. So I understand. What do you say, Mishun? Mac is going to look at her crew, especially at Mishun with a weird smile on her face and then she's gonna say well happy happy birthday then my dear thank you captain and thank all of you uh, including Dr. Friss I know you haven't spoken on these matters but all of you have given me a gift that I haven't had 
since the last birthday I celebrated with my father, and that's asking how I was, and how I am, and how I will be. And I thank you for this, with all of my heart. All right, all right. We'll have time for this when we aren't on a death rock hurtling through space. A tin soldier, I know it isn't an issue for you, but some of us breathe oxygen, and we have a limited supply, so why don't we get moving? Well, before we get moving, can we just briefly talk about, does anyone have any theories of what this is and where we are? I'm open to suggestions, because I have frankly no idea what this is. But this I don't is think we've seen enough yet, Captain. I think we've got to get deeper to know what truly is happening here. Yes. My systems are severely weakened, and pushing forward is the only way, I agree. But we must go with great care. Yes. I can feel the weakness growing within me. All right, let's move on then. Are we certain, Captain Kreska, that we should not rest prior to moving forward? I'd just like to throw it out there. Dr. Friss is correct in noting that we have a limited supply of oxygen. Resting would mean returning to the Aquion. I feel we should move forward, weakened as we are. I simply wanted to provide you the opportunity to make that choice, Kreska. Thank you for making it. Appreciate it. When you came into the first cavern, the one uh, back from the, the one you came into here, the last room that you entered had three exits. One went to the north on those weird ceramic-plated walls. One continued to the east with more of that ceramic plating before it opened up again into a, a natural rock formation. That's the room you're in now. There was also another passage leading south. From the room you're in right now is another passage leading south, and then one leading north that uh, has that ceramic plating as well, and who was it that ran down there in the middle of the fight? They pushed off down there. Was it Dax? Dax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're down, what, like 20 strength? <laughs> I'm down eight strength. Down eight strength. Or, or maybe six. Six or eight. A soldier down six to eight strength. Um, from those, like, void zombie things that were latching on with their tongue and sapping strength. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you've got, you know, you've got a couple options. You've seen that the end of that hallway ends in rubble. And I don't think you ever went up the other passageway, the other northern passageway in the previous room that had the ceramic plating. Yeah, I don't think we did. It might be worth heading, trying some of the ceramic plating because, I mean, it's possible that there's some sort of airtight chamber on this yeah. rock that some, might, might be where there, there we could rest. Yeah. It also could be where the boss is and kill us all. Um, right. We really don't know. We but don't know. I still really, really want to find a med bay. And yeah. I don't know if there's, that, if there's any chance of that being here, but I would like to take a shot. And there's no med bay on the and there's no med bay on the Acreon, so... Well, there does seem to be some high technology here. I mean, even Dax could, you know... That ease technology. In all the experience that I have had and seen in mining asteroids, I have never seen technology of this level. Yeah. There this could is... possibly be some strong technology hidden within this yeah. rock. There An is ancient something. civilization, perhaps. Well, there might also be more of that lady creature that nearly murdered us as well hidden in this rock so but if you if you all feel comfortable moving on 
then I think we should press forward. I want to ask a question because I'm trying to, I, I had a thought that maybe the, because um, I've been thinking about the flat area that you, you talked about as if it was kind of hewn away. And Dax was looking at it as if it would have been done by some giant laser, right? Like cutting rock. Mm. And you were like, you know, for 100% sure that there's no way that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm, what I'm You're trying... You're talking about when you first came Yeah, first came to the rock, the outer parts of the rock. And right. so I'm, what I'm trying to wrap my head around is like, I am thinking now that... And, and maybe this is just really obvious, but that, somebody recently dug in. No, that th- that this thing. Well, somebody recently did do some. Well, not recently, but there definitely is like digging into this, right? But I wonder if it always even was an asteroid, because the yeah, if it was the, a part this, of something bigger. Yeah, mean? like if yeah. it was like the part of a tower or something like that, or part of a mountain or, or a something. Planet. And when it was ripped into the drift unnaturally. It was like hewn, flat, skewered out from its plane and then put into the drift. Right. And so what I'm wondering is, is there anything about these tunnels at all that give us any indication of orientation? Like, could it be that this is something on its side or like because we're kind of out of whack in terms of orientation? But if I looked at it at a different angle, could I see like corridors of some sort of building or something like that? Or does it just look like mining tunnels? It's hard to tell right now because there's only three tunnels that have this ceramic plating. So there's really no pattern emerging yet. But the fact that you're thinking that is something, if you see this plating again, it might start to make more sense. Right now, you just see that they go out. One ends in rubble, one you haven't checked yet, and then one connected these two caverns. But you're I think your thoughts are in the right place. And there's no, on the ceramic, there's no, like, markings or symbols or anything. It is, like, pure, clean ceramic. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm just wondering if there's an, an indication of, like, up or down or, like, a wall well, or there a ceiling. Well, there is up and down, right? Or I a mean, floor. Like, we have, there is, like, a definite floor and ceiling, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think it's, it's just based on our perspective right now. It's just based right on now. our but that, perspective. But, but that, yeah. No, but that was my, my I mean... So was this place designed for zero gravity, or was it designed for a gravity? Place that had gravity, right? Oh, that's a good question. That's, that, really, that's, good that's question. really what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. Which orientation is it when there's gravity? I think if you were to find uh, a room that was all with this plating, you would get a better sense of that. Yeah. But right now, these uh, these tunnels that you're walking through, you have the on either side it's ceramic, but there's no reason to think that the floor isn't to your left. Exactly. Okay. That's what I'm wondering. Right. I was picturing it the wrong way. So. Perhaps yeah. if we clear the rubble, we'll find a door, which also will help, help us understand that. Yeah. Well, let's check the... I, think I don't want ch- to spend a lot of labor right now like doing that one. There's clear corridors that we can go down that we haven't been through yet. That's true. I yeah. also, we also have two psychics among us. Yeah. Um... Sorry, I was just thinking, Skid, when you were saying that, it's basically like when you look at a space shuttle. It's like a yeah. space shuttle is designed for zero gravity. Like, it doesn't make yeah. any sense when it's just there. You know what I mean? Like, right. the way systems are arrayed or the computers are, they're upside yeah, yeah. down and stuff like that. Like, um, All right, so, Captain Mack, are we going to that other hallway that we didn't examine before? Uh, or are yes. we going to start trying to pull away rubble? I, I don't think we should waste... I think, I think Friss is correct. We, don't, we shouldn't waste our energies on that. I think it's important that we secure this rock or whatever it is and kill as many of these creatures as possible and then we can start investigating. Okay. Is so everyone ready? Is everyone, exactly. Is everyone feeling it? <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. 
I will warn the rest of the crew that I am unable to cast any of my primary offensive spells for the remainder of our battles until we rest. Oh. With that in mind, I am ready. As long as you're comfortable with that, Captain. I mean, what are our options, really? We can either, basically right now, we can either go back to the Icreon, rest, or keep going. I have a bad feeling that we should, but I really don't want to. I think oh. we, from a metagaming perspective, we probably should, but from a show perspective, I don't from know. From a dramatic perspective we should keep going we could also try to we could try to sleep in this hallway and hope no one gets we only have have the oxygen three days worth i believe 24 hours 24 hours oh i mean what would should we do from a character perspective is the question right is the danger to uh kreska real enough and visible enough to us that it's like we need to find something here because going back and resting she could die well here every time how it feels could put kreska closer to death that's why i like free slot really just to Rolling the dice and makes some something here that will help her because I know the danger that she's in and just taking a chance, not knowing anything about this place that, that may hopefully there's something yeah, that will and, help her. And Mishun, you have you have other you have melee weapons, right? I do have melee weapons, but I also have ranged weapons. I have a pistol. But what Mishun would do from a character standpoint to answer Joe's question earlier, say, I hope that one day, Kreska, you'll learn to trust in Alora too. Though technology surrounds us at all time, there is still room in this universe for faith. I have great faith. Just not in your gods. Oh! Throwing down the gauntlet. I know that Alora too will still have mercy on your soul, regardless of All right, all right. It's not my soul at this point I'm worried about. It's your welfare. She's not. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's my body. <laughs> She's not feeling very well. Let's. let's when they yeah. get a cake for me, <laughs> back at Absalom Station, I'll be sad that you won't be at that party. Exactly. <laughs> you are uninvited to my birthday. <laughs> well, you will be dead. It's so odd that my birthday coincided with Kreska's death day. <laughs> wow. wow. For your birthday this year, Kreska Zombie is going to eat your brains. Oh. <laughs> That's a promise. That's a, um, that, that, is a, uh, that is a solemn okay, promise. Captain Dax will yes. say, Captain, after this brief rest, I am feeling strong. Okay. I believe we can continue on. Right. So, But I think we should go back to the, to the previous room then. The clear. Yeah. Okay. And remember, you can uh, until you get into trouble, you're, you can take 20 to move along the walls and stuff. So you want to go to the previous room and check out that other ceramic tunnel yes uh, i'm just calling it ceramic uh, but it's like a ceramic m- metal okay um who's going where it's who's metal but it appears ceramic yeah, right? yeah. like it's yeah well we're, we're down on kumquat so we're a little more uh, uh dax will go right. first yeah <laughs> down a <to> kumquat <laughs> we're less encumbered okay who's after dax i think may Mich- uh, i can go i can go and then Mishan, and then friss and kreska Okay. Well, it's actually a little bit wider here for the moment. So we can kind of... The tunnel's five feet wide, so it's got to be single file. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, this plating is pretty tentative, so you've got... It doesn't have the same uh, handholds that the walls do, but you're able to steady yourself. You can actually put both hands on each side of the wall and move down that way. Um, so I imagine his artillery laser is sort of just floating in front of him, and he, like, bumps it with his chest as he's, like, moving <laughs> along. Pushes it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so you all begin moving down that uh, strange well, corridor? Well, Dax, Dax is going to do a perception. I mean, okay. What, what does he see from, you know, looking down the corridor? All right. Can we all do? Uh, that is a 10. 10? Um, Mac, you're right there. I'll let the Mac and Dax can roll it for now. 23. 23. All right, so you continue forward, and Dax, you're, you're having a hard time uh, kind of seeing up ahead 
with your 10 perception. So maybe you're focusing more on these strange walls. I think I told Friss or whoever rolled the check last episode of the episode before, it's like an almost like an adamantine alloy, yeah. but nothing you've seen in the pack worlds right. before. So you're moving along, and as you continue, Mac, you see up ahead that this corridor probably goes for about 100 feet and then just ends at a hole facing the void of space. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. What? This is the dump. And it's it's like not, there's no force field or anything? It's just a... Yeah, maybe if you move all the way up to the hole, you'll get a better look. And it's but just ceramic the whole see, way. Yeah, it's got this this weird plating all the way down. You keep calling it ceramic now. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't have used that <laughs> term. Um, you know, it goes all the way, and then it just ends. So we Space. can see little stars. Like oh, yeah, movie. sure. Ooh, what if this is a spaceship, and this is like the engine <laughs> ending, you know? And so oh, and we'll uh, be, we'll a torpedo fried. tube. Yeah, yeah, we'll be fried in Fire music. one. All of a sudden, it starts getting really hot behind Dr. Friss. Oh. <laughs> really? Really? No. 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 <laughs> um, what? Well, um, well, I kind of want to... Um, Your artillery laser just went out the hole. Stop and it. And now gone. <laughs> stop it. Dax has no weapon. It's strapped on. And a force strength. <laughs> really? See, you're not far off. Uh, uh, yes, is there, just, he'll, just he'll turn back. Captain, is there something we could release down this hallway to see if there's anything preventing it from escaping into space. Kreska. That's what she'll say. We've got one Kreska. We have one Kreska on a rope, right? But let's see. (laughs) I am on a rope. Kreska on a rope. We could throw throw Friss out. That'd be fun soap we'll put in the uh, the gift store. Too bad they don't have uh, like coins, you know, anymore in this. It's it's credits. We could take a bullet. They They do have physical money. We could just shoot down the hall. I just think it would be... Yeah, so but I have a laser. I don't think that's really going to tell us much. I just think it would be so cool, like what you told me with the Hawaii, like when you dropped a coin into the vast. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool you could see it for a while, yeah. but then you just... It, suddenly, you can't see it anymore. Um, uh, I mean... I'm sure that we have something. I'm sure you person. have something, yeah, yeah. you could a use. A so bullet. I'll like pass a bullet, like, out from my pistol, like... I pop it out. So I the pop it out of the yeah, flick like, it to the forward of the li- forward yeah, of the line, it down and Dax right, will catch yeah, it. So yeah. Dax will Dax will take it and he just kind of like eases it out in front of him, Bam! And then lets it go <laughs> with your four strength, and, and he goes, <laughs> pow! <laughs> <laughs> and it just very slowly floats, <laughs> flipping. Uh, yeah, it's flipping uh, end over end, and it reaches where space begins and just continues going outward, and not unlike. That story you told um, that Ellie just called back to, you can just see it for a little while, and then it gets lost in the stars. Oh, my God! It's going to (laughs) eventually enter a planet's gravity and land on someone's head, and you're going to be a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Falling bullets kill. Isn't there a sign in New Orleans, like, falling bullets kill because there's a river, people shoot guns up into the air, and they land on the other side of the river. My buddy, when he was in Iraq, like, they had to, like, post signs everywhere because celebratory gunfire was, like, the main way people would celebrate (laughs) it, birthdays, weddings. That's why it's like, please stop doing this. These bullets come down eventually, like, (laughs) Oh, man. Um... Man, it, I, I don't know what to do with this. This is. Does I, it look like it's? Sorry. Does it look like it's been shorn off, or does it look like how? Yeah, Dax, I mean, Dax is know. going to step back a little bit and say, "Doctor Frisk, please come take a look." Yeah, I crawl like along the ceiling, quotes, and like. Yeah, Chris get like bumps along behind him, getting pulled by the rope. Sorry, sorry. And can I do a 
a physical science check? Yeah, absolutely. So you're getting right up to the edge there and kind of looking out, peeking your head out into space. Uh, Can I aid him? Unless you got a really high. No, go ahead. Twelve. Yeah, that's okay. So So Matt crawls up there as well. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. You kind of peek over, and yeah, it does look as if it was just sheared off. Not unlike what you saw when you first approached the Drift Rock. Mm. Whatever happened here used to connect to something else. Okay. And yeah. now it's gone. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I have a I have a theory that this is the end of the of world. The, of the no, yeah, that too, but also end of the rock or whatever. I think we're on the end of it, sort of so to speak, if there's an end. Like a pinnacle? Well, like I still think this is like the where the engine thrusters <laughs> like what ha- like I don't think, you think it's a ship? Yeah, I don't know. I think might be like an alien ship. Yeah, I think I it's know. it's the it's the it's an outer edge of whatever it was that this was once attached. Right, to. or like a docking thingy as well. I think it's a I think it's a source of fuel, and this is where they cart the fuel off it, and they're mining inside. I think there's got to be some power. There's be some oh, sort yeah. of vent if there's some sort of source of power inside. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go back inside. But exactly, I think definitely like we shouldn't we shouldn't go further into that. I think we should continue into the rope. Oh, out into space, you mean? Yeah. yeah no. You don't want to have some fun and, like, throw Kresk out and see how long <laughs> you can hold the rope and pull it back? Bungee jump? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Dax is examining every face of that metallic wall mm-hmm. all the way up and down. There's no markings at all. There's no scratches. There's no... no. Okay. Pristine. Pristine. All right. Let's go back and go to the other unexplored hallway. Yes. That was not uh, that metallic. Yes. Right? Yeah, you have two uh, two corridors. Basically, there was one leading out to the south of the first room, and then one leading out the south where you fought that incorporeal woman. So they both head in the same direction. First room. When I just ask, where 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 was the android that we kill? Uh, not didn't kill. Uh, right, that would be when you first came into the rock, you could yeah. go left or right. You guys went right and went into a room that just ended. Then you came back around and went left, and that's where you came into a, a room where you saw just a floating body. Yeah. Then you went in the next room and saw one of those uh, zombie things. Then you went uh, into the next room and fought the incorporeal okay. woman. All right, so we have, we've done some first room. So I think we should, uh, we should do the first room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess... Same on the order. opposite end of the uh, of the hole that we just investigated. I don't know. If <laughs> so you guys keep pushing along into that next room. Uh, talk to me about party order. You want to do the same? Yep. Same. Are you laughing about pushing into a hole? Uh, yeah, investigating holes. Investigating <laughs> holes. This, this, what is this? <laughs> this space vagina. This is, this is so, so lowbrow. <laughs> <laughs> dancing lights, you're keeping dancing lights on? So you're using a move action every single... Okay. To keep so move action, move action. Move action, move action. To do the dancing lights. We're also... But we have to move really slowly anyway. Yeah, yeah. Until you get into trouble, uh, you can just keep, you know... Kreska's got to go... Oh, excuse me. Meishan's got to go a little slower because she's keeping those lights at the head of the party, I'm assuming. I'm confused. It's, it's uh, dancing lights last for one minute. And can move 100 feet on their own will based on the thought of the spellcaster around. That's not a move action to It's move. a move action to move the lights, is it not? The oh, no. It takes that's not concentration what it says. That's not to what move it says the spell. Okay, oh, so I you guys great. are making this needlessly difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just concentration. Just concentration. Okay. So you can't cast another spell while casting this? While, no, while it's moving. While it's moving. Okay. Very good. So goes Dax, Mac, Mayshun, Friss, 
Kreska on a rope <laughs> down this very thin, you know, five foot wide hallway again. It starts to turn one way and then it turns to the south into perhaps the largest cavern you've come to thus far. Two passages exit this cavern. The northeast one, which is the one you are using, and then one to the northwest, which you would know connects to the room where you fought that incorporeal woman. So all roads lead to this cavern. Across from Dax, about, oh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, about 30 I'm feet. so nervous. I know, I know. Or so away. <laughs> a very out of place, incongruous door, more akin to what you would expect to find on a space station, stands in the south wall. You look like you want to say something. Is that a dramatic note? That was dramatic cue. (laughs) (laughs) Before I keep going, you're chomping at the bit over there. Uh, No, I'm just really scared. Well, I thought that this might be, you know, you said this large cavern, and I was like, oh, my God, we're getting right into another fight. And I had this thought uh, about about the mechanics, which we haven't really pressed until this point, because I was thinking about using resolve points to stabilize and stamina versus hit points and all that stuff. And some things about that are are pretty obvious but that was mistake sorry but i was <laughs> I, I was just realizing that i think that the, the balance of these death and dying rules is designed so that you do like in pathfinder you don't often go to zero like multiple times in in a day you know but i think that that might be the case in starfinder because you have limited ways out but that's why it seems easier to recover from it but over time you will eventually chip away at your resolve. I was only thinking about using resolve for abilities, right? Mm-hmm. right? And then running out of it and dying. Dax doesn't really have any abilities that use resolve, but I could see Dax using a resolve point to come back up, using a resolve point to rest for stamina, mm-hmm. using a resolve point to rest for stamina. The whole time, keeping his hit points pretty okay, but yeah. eventually, you just run out. Yep. You know, you really run thin. No way out. <laughs> so, so, when, so when those earlier creatures are hitting you for 10 points of damage at once at first or second level, and it seemed ludicrous, it's like, well, you can heal that back really easily, and you can take a lot of those hits. You could take 40, 50 points of damage before you really do die permanently. You know, it can spread out over a sure, course of a sure. day. But that's what I'm starting to see is going to happen here. It's like we're chipping away yeah, at each our Each time resolve. you do it, you get, like, put at greater risk of dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like also it. could have picked any word for those points, and I think resolve is the most apropos yeah. word they could have chosen to yeah. name these things. So it's this inner, like, kind of, you know. Willingness to go on. Will to, 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 to uh, persist. I call it space grit. Troy. Space grit. I like, Space grit. That's I like nice. That. That's I like nice. it. All right. So um, is there, there's nothing else in this room? It's well, I just wanted to hear rocky what cavern. you had to say. And yeah. Now well, I'll continue. Oh, okay. okay. While we're stopped. Well, Ellie has something to say. But I have something to say, too. Okay. I, can I start? You go Matthew? first. Okay. You go first. <laughs> um, you go first. Well, <laughs> I was just actually, but this is about the gameplay. I was just thinking, you know, in, in the army when you try to investigate a room, you just rush into it and try to get it. Clear it. Clear it. Exactly. Uh, We can't do that right in zero gravity. Like, we will stumble and... Yeah, that's that's a beautiful problem, uh, the zero gravity situation. Um, But you got a couple more problems. I'm sorry. 
my thing has nothing to do with the game and everything to do with the fact that Grant is drinking a Coke and it's one of those Cokes with a name and the name is Dana and I want everyone to call Grant Dana from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the sticker off right now, Matthew. I'm going to make it official. Oh, there you, you go. You'll also notice I have a Smokey the Bear uh, prevent uh, a forest fires uh, tattoo as well and Dana's going right underneath it. It's so funny that you have Dana because I saw on Instagram the other day someone had Dana crossed yeah, it like cross it up with Zool, Zool underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. That's, that's, awesome. Ah, that's very clever. Very clever. Now um, back to our regularly scheduled program. Right, yeah. I mean, back to the action. Here. So this completely empty room with a door at the other end. All right, yeah. what, do you, what do you guys want to do? Oh, wait, no, I, I forgot. I actually have more. <laughs> uh, damn oh, it! More to talk about. I knew it. Because oh, I, I like to it. save the creatures for the last part oh, of yeah, the description. You always do. Troy, I, th- I, I think, think they're so, all I think, friends. I think Skid and I also need to interrupt your description one oh. more time. Could we just have ten more minutes? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Classic Dana. Another regularly <laughs> scheduled Ghostbusters reference break. <laughs> On the other side of the room are probably... Fluffy bunnies? Fluffy bunnies. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the bone space bunnies! (laughs) The kind you win in those carnival games uh, where the hand grabs down are probably two more members of the Acreon's crew. Oh, no. And they have those long blue tongues. Oh, no. Lashing out as they both... Launch! Come on! Directly towards Dax. That's insane. Who is already down on strength? That's insanity. Pass. Roll a perception check, Dax. Oh, this will go well. This will go well. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Well, you do have dark vision. I sure do. And both of these are coming directly at you, as one of them is about to latch right on to your body and sap even more of your strength. You notice the patch on his suit says, Captain. Oh, oh no. No. We'll see you next no! week. No! Oh, he's going to be oh, so no. strong. <laughs> he is the captain's always the strongest He's going to be one. so charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead next week. <laughs> Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.